Hi, everyone. You're listening to Holy Madness, brought to you by JewishCoffeeHouse.com. This is Tzvi, recording as live as possible from a very beleaguered Jerusalem. I'm sure everybody is pretty up to date with what's uh, what's going on. No need to really dive into anything panicky or, you know, something that we'd all love to avoid. I hope everybody listening is safe, as sane as you can be, <laughs> and healthy, and uh, taken care of. Um, I think, I think the first thing uh, that I'd like to bring up here is I, I think there's something fundamental uh, that's changing which is uh, people's experience of time. Um, one of the effects uh, that all the shut-ins, the, the closing of commerce, um, the inability to travel, and for many, the inability to work, um, one of the effects that that's having is our, our perception of time has, has radically changed. So... Uh, there's a, a meme that went around, you know, uh, last week was the longest month I've ever had or something to that effect. And, and that's a, it's a very, it's a very true statement. Um, the, the event horizon I feel has, has shrunk from decades or certainly years for most people, right? How far out are you thinking ahead? picturing working towards right how far out can you can you really conceive of uh, of events and possibilities and, and for most of us that's decades out if not certainly years out and now i feel it can be as short as a month <clears throat> um and what that does is uh, the same sense of distance that we have towards those things we pictured you know a year out, a decade out, uh, is now felt in a month. And so the day is, is much longer. Um, part of, part of the, uh, part of that effect too, is we don't, we don't, um, we don't have the level of distractions that we used to. And what that does uh, is is really focus most of our our here, our our now, in a very uh, it, you experience it much more because there's more of you in that moment than than usual. So you know, I, I find myself uh, doing. Like menial things around the house, uh, sweeping the floor, you know, uh, fetching the kids a cup of water if they want one, and and these things used to pass by as if like just chores or, or tasks or th just things have to get done, and you can miss out on the, uh, you know, the 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 subtexts and and the. The full experience of something. So sweeping your floor is not just, you know, doing, you know, it's not getting it done. It's 
having a home and keeping it clean and, and organized and, and feeling that, you know, or uh, here's a chance to interact with my children that, uh, that I don't really have. And, um, or, or, you know, that, that how often do you have? Uh, so I, I think, uh, this is, you know, and, and obviously a spillover effects are felt everywhere. So, you know, what, what you, you used to do in a normal work day, uh, which between me and you, you know, how many hours of your work day are you, are you working, right? Or breaks. And so, you know, what we used to get done in no time at all now will take you, uh, <laughs> best part of a week. Right. And, uh, but you know everybody has the uh, the jokes already you know um with with how we've adapted to 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 this life you know with uh, uh i saw a great one with uh, the simpsons you see bart and homer have completely wrecked the house but there's one little nook that's spotless and there's a sign there that says uh, zoom corner <laughs> right um and uh you know i i feel most uh most of us are certainly struggling with with adapting to this but but underneath it all there's this sense of a time shift which uh which is which is i mean the the effects are something but but it itself is is uh certainly something worth worth uh looking at or paying attention to um Part of, part of I, I, I feel, uh, part of the, the shift in this perception of time is, is very much linked to the, to what's been curtailed in our social lives. Because in, in our own experiences of time, we, we map out the events of our life right on a on a you know in our calendars let's say and they become the milestones these are the things which give shape to time and you know there's there's been <laughs> nearly none of them uh for weeks on end now and uh, there may be none of them um for months to come no one's no one's really sure and one thing, at least for me, that this has done is it, it makes the uh, the coming Pesach uh, in a week from now seem very, very, very uh, large, very, you know, uh, much more momentous, much more uh, gravitas than a typical holiday. Because it's the only thing on the calendar um, for, you know, in, in the time frame in which we can now really conceive. So, I mean, and I suppose for the Christians, Easter has taken on the same, uh, the same, you know, uh, place. Um, I, I, you know, there's... There, there's something which which is a, a family time or a certainly social time 
And then after that, for, for a very long time, there's nothing. Um, so, and, and at the same time, these, these centers of gravity in our, in our perceptions um, are going to be fundamentally different uh, for Easter, you, you know, and, and certainly in New York City, you may not be able to go to church. Um, and for Pesach, which uh, obviously I'm a lot more qualified to talk about, um, the, it's a family time. You know, the Seder is multiple generations in a, in a room, and and now it'll just be your nuclear family um, you know, even if you're watching someone else on Zoom, uh, such as the case may be. So it's a, it's a very different, it's a very jarring experience to have something which is, is intimate and familiar and, and which occupies a, a place of importance in your life. Uh, but looking at it in a way where you know everything is going to be very, very different. And very very unknown um, is uh, it? Well, I mean, it's it's a fascinating experience, but it's a jarring uh, experience as well. So, what I what I'd like to explore a little bit uh, because it's it's my wheelhouse, I guess, is the themes of Pesach. And the truth is, because Pesach is defined as Chag Aviv, um, it's it's something intrinsic in the the time of year. So even if you're not celebrating a holiday of redemption, you you still have the spring and renewal, um, and this idea of leaving the old behind and boldly venturing into the new, which is you know experientially quite similar so how to to me i i think the question most of us are grappling with is how do you make that happen how how do you have the experience of of pesach of geula uh, of redemption in a time where, and this is pretty ironic and slightly absurd, uh, we're in more constriction. And remember, Mitzrayim uh, uh, is comes from a shorish of Meitzar, which means to the, the to constrict. The truth is, uh, because habitation in Egypt was only possible along the Nile. You had this great swath of territory, but the, the people there were the constricted ones, and perhaps that's the source of the name. Um, or perhaps linguistically, the Egyptians called it Misr for an entirely different reason, but that's how it came into Hebrew. But, but that's how we relate to it. Um, so we're, there's more of a Meitzar, Right. Yeah, this is this is the the uh, the pasuk in Tehillim, uh, verse in Psalms, min um, karatika from the from the depths they say from the abyss. Right, an abyss is the depths that are constricting. Um, 
I, I call to God. And, uh, and this is the, you know, certainly the world of Hasidut. This is the uh, avodah of the time um, to, uh, yeah, to utilize tefillah, right? To utilize prayer uh, in an effort and in a way as a, as a path to, uh, to get out of uh, your personal uh, constriction your personal abyss and into the new. Um, and that is a very, very difficult task uh, <laughs> for for someone who's struggling to keep up uh, with their job if they have one, right? Or struggling to figure out what to do because they don't have one. And uh, their children are at home. So uh, they've, they're on full-time... Uh, kindergarten teacher duty, right? You need to feed those children three meals a day. They're not in school. And uh, the housework piles up and uh, it's not, there's nowhere to go, right? Nowhere to even air, you know, just to get some air. So uh, you take that person and you tell them it's, uh, you know, all right, now you're redeemed. <laughs> I think they're going to look around and uh, and ask, are, are you sure? It, it doesn't feel that way. And to be able to create a space uh, where you can feel this sense of uh, redemption. And of course, in, in the Jewish uh, the Jewish milieu, redemption is, is being chosen uh, by God. Right, the redemption is God saying, "This is my people." As the, even in the phrase, "Let my people go," is that understanding that these are mine. Um, and and the way that the Torah certainly and the Haggadah uh, less obviously sets it up is that you know God uh, took us from Paro before you had one. Uh, master, defining principle, and now you have another. This is your you. Uh, um, this is your identity. So certainly trading one for another. And to have the inner uh, the inner peace and space and harmony to create this sense of chosenness through redemption and and to teach it to your children since this is the entire point of the holiday right why why do we have a haggadah because we have a mitzvah of the right you need to tell your child they need to understand this is something which is uh, uh so fundamental it's included that this is one of the parshiot in tefillin this is something that we need to bind to ourselves, right? And and we need to pass it on to our children. So we have this uh, uh, understanding, and this is the funny thing, the mitzvah is not a mitzvah of a Haggadah, right? This is something which was consciously created uh, probably in the time of the Mishnah, right? To fuse these things of Pesach as being Geula, and the need to explain to your children uh, what all this means. So we have this very awesome uh, charge 
to take the ideas that we're celebrating on Pesach and to make them come alive for our children. We don't have this for Shavuot, right? Shavuot's when we get the Torah. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And, you know, you don't really have to explain to your kid what that means. But, you know, that God took us out of Egypt and, uh, you know, <laughs> left us in the desert, so to speak. That you need to go tell your child. He must understand this. And and that's fascinating. Um, so, I don't, in, in typical holy man this fashion, I have no concrete answers to to offer. Um, I have questions that I'm raising in, in a, you know, in a hope that by asking the right questions, uh, we either may find some answers or, uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, what we'll get instead is better questions, which is, uh, which is, in my opinion, uh, excuse me, a better thing to have. So I think this is very much uh, the inner experience of the time uh, that that I I think we're all in. Um, and and I think this is really the uh, I think this is really the the challenge of the time uh, for all of us. So I, I hope many of you will <laughs> are successful. I, I hope I am too. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know what will be or, or how I'm going to really approach this. Um, but it's my blessing to everybody. I suppose that, uh, that they find the uh, the clarity um, that's needed to uh, to to have a real Pesach um, and to really go Mishibud Legula, which uh, which I feel right now is is more important than ever. Um, because we are. Uh, a religious podcast, I suppose, in the sense that we talk about religion a lot. Um, there's something I'd like to address, um, which I don't want to because I don't feel like calling attention to what is obviously uh, ineptitude at best and malicious, perhaps. Uh, but there, there has been a lot of talk about the spiritual causes of the coronavirus uh, and what we can do in such an Eilam Haruchni to, to combat it. So uh, in Lakewood, <laughs> uh, secondhand reported, the Mashkiach of Bes Medrash Gavoha, uh, the famous BMG uh, Institute of Learning in Lakewood, New Jersey, uh, urged the women, in light of the current situation, 
to take upon themselves to upgrade their wigs. And this includes not wearing a shaitel that is lo longer than shoulder length because, and I'm quoting the, uh, the account, Hashem is sending us an unprecedented and powerful message. Our response must be unprecedented and powerful. Any woman who takes upon herself to cut or otherwise fix her shaitel as soon as she can, can leave her name and will be blessed by the mashgiach with shmira, which means protection, uh, i.e. from virus. Uh, besides the weird sense that I'm not really sure how uh, Hashem is sending us a message, us being all of us, this is a man talking, and advocating a response that will be as unprecedented as powerful, and then putting the onus on 50% of us, which does not include him, uh, is quite strange. Um, the idea of blaming the women for the virus, while oddly perhaps expected, is still... Uh, I, I'm not sure what the right word is, but uh, certainly not uh, something that's, that's Torah. It's, it's just isn't. And the, those people may claim to speak for it, but, but they are proving that they do not. Um, there are posters that were put up in B'nai Brak saying that the cause of corona was a lack of tzniyut because the gematria of magefat corona, the plague of corona, is exactly equal to choser tzniyut, lack of modesty. They both equal 900. Isn't this important? Uh, and again, besides the obvious irony of a group of fundamental uh, <laughs> theocratic <laughs> religious zealots using a Greek system of numbering, which possibly predates uh, uh, numerical symbols, and perhaps maybe it's caused, um, to prove the will of God, Right, the Greeks being the Jewish stereotype for secular knowledge. So besides that, um, again, you have this tendency of blaming women for what's going on and uh, putting the onus on them, assuming, you know, anybody uh, believes in, 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 <laughs> in this insanity. But uh, the, I think the kicker, is the Satmar Rebbe. And by the way, I, I realize I should have made this clear in the beginning. The source material that I'm reading from is a blog from Shoshana Kitz Jaskal. Shoshana has been incredible uh, in raising these issues to light um, as they're happening. And uh, as a community, they're, they're quite important to address. So I, I want to take the moment to uh, give her a shout out for her efforts and to uh, in, in, in the, you know, whatever uh, patina of uh, uh, my, my opinion would be worth on something um, to endorse that. Um, but uh, she quotes a letter that's signed by the Satmar Rebbe, um, which, which says, when Klal Yisrael finds itself in time of suffering, it's a sign from Hashem that we need to examine our ways because he doesn't send ills without sins to warrant it. And I want to specifically talk to women about Sneas. Doesn't really say why, <laughs> but of course, there you are. 
If we will change this, Hashem will be able to come back and dwell among us and will cure us from all sickness. If only we dress according to tradition, shaved heads, emphasis mine, short shaito, fully covered with a hat, no makeup, long sleeves. Now, add a mask and you're doing great for virus prevention, but, you know, um, I highly doubt that's the, uh, that's the, uh, um, I highly doubt that's the uh, motivation for his uh, prescription here. Um, Shoshana goes on to uh, to mention she spoke to a an activist for women's rights, and uh, at the time, you know, and, and she reported that her organization uh, was dealing with an uptick in domestic abuse uh, due to what they said due to the quarantine and the stress. But you know, it could also be the fact that everybody's blaming the women. Might might you know have something uh, to do with this? Um, so yeah, the, the, this is something which obviously obviously is important to deal with on the uh, practical level. These there there are people who need help. Um, these women need help, um, and uh in in many cases the avenues of help that were available no longer are um most uh, doctors offices you know psychologists offices for example uh, may not be functioning um so so i want to stress that uh, obviously that's priority number 1 but and and this is something which uh, is is another development the coronavirus that I want to call and this is kind of a segue in a way um, the the religious world at least the Jewish religious world um, is threatened by social distancing. Um, there are very many tight knit uh, connections that kept people within certain uh, ranges or modes of behavior that are that are no longer there. Um, the social cost of leading a Torah lifestyle has also, uh, if not already has, certainly will uh, rise a, a in financial cost and b. Um, uh, becomes much harder to justify, you know, the, the excess social cost becomes much harder to justify when it's not necessary, necessarily, to uh, to keep your standing in, in, in the limited community that you now have. Um, and there's already been, you know, a flurry of halakhic uh, ingenuity in the past uh, I'd say three weeks, where many things that were for a very, very long time um, inconceivable are now being recommended. Uh, certain halachot with uh, ownership in terms of needing to, uh, you know, to tvila uh, on the kelim. Um, Certain, uh, uh, even even the Pesach, we all know how you know we're we're suffering for the customs of our grandfathers, 
<laughs> when it comes to Pesach, right? And the extra meticulous care that they took on their two-room hut in uh, middle of nowhereville in in Eastern Europe, you know, is now you know, the same level that you need to keep up in, in hopefully a much larger <laughs> domicile. So, uh, and and these are things which people would never, ever, ever compromise on. And, and again, the, the recommendations uh, coming out are, are things that nobody would dream of doing in, in other years. And suddenly they're conceivable. And, and there's a lot of things that are soon going to be conceivable uh, that we're not. Um, in, in terms of, you know, you want to say which mitzvot are important in terms of the things people did for social clout more than anything else. Um, and, and the inspiration and motivation and reinforcement that the social functions of even, let's say, daily minion, right? Sudash lishit in shul, with your neighbors, your friends, smachot, events, and and uh, now they're just gone. So there's... Uh, I've said for many years that, you know, in Israel, when it comes to religion, there's a there's a big pull to the middle, right? We have a very, very strong, vibrant, uh, what we call traditional community, where Torah is very, very, very real to them, right? And And they have this organic lifestyle that's built around it, which is amazing. And okay, they may not necessarily appreciate the nuances of halacha, and they may very well not be having halachic, uh, <laughs> you know, holidays or Shabbat or whatever it is. But um, there's certainly this growing trend of religion as lifestyle, if you will, um, but but Jewish lifestyle, right? Where where religion not becomes something you don't believe, but something that you live, certainly at least that you do. And 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 this opens it up for for many, many people, right? That's a lot more uh um open for for, uh, for for outside participants, let's say, who wish to, to come in, than limiting it to, you know, strict Talmudic debate, for example. So, you know, this, this is amplifying that effect. And the, you know, the, the, the place where this may be most felt is in the religious community. Because right now, they're the ones who are struggling to adapt instead of the ones that already had all the answers. And, and this is something which I think over time certainly bears uh, a little bit of watching just to see what the results really may be. Um, what will Orthodox Jewish life look like in three years, right? Um, 
It may very well look the same. It may very well look very, very different. And, you know, the effects of those changes may be positive or negative. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I think it, it bears watching. Um, and uh, to bring these two things together, uh, where we go is usually defined by leaders and leadership. And in some parts of our communities, leadership is earned. And in others, it can be inherited or inferred um, by other sources. And, and, and this is true across any spectrum, obviously. I'm not singling any particular uh, stream of Judaism out. But wh whoever you follow, and for whatever reasons, that's, uh, that's where you're headed. And in such a period of uh, massive change, I, I think it's important we, we ask ourselves, are the people who <coughs> we have decided to follow, are the people who are leading us, leading us somewhere that we want to go, are these people earning their leadership? And, and this is why I'm listening to them. This is someone worth listening to. Or is this just, you know, someone who lays claim to a mantle and uh, of, of, you know, whether it's expert or rabbi or uh, knower of the will of God or whatever it is. So do they deserve it? And if not, why would you care what they say? Because we've got some hard choices coming up. The more these effects uh, continue to to affect us, and the longer that these restrictions remain in place, um, there are some hard decision points that we're coming to. And uh, I think if every one of us on an individual level makes the right hard choices, then on a communal level, I think we'll be in a great place. So my request to all of, of uh, whoever got through uh, this far is to, to think about that. Um, and, and in this way, hopefully, we, we can hear a lot less of people blaming women for uh, plagues, which, you know, might have been great in the 1400s, but certainly has no place in our world today. And uh, coming together as a community to, to do what we need to do and to go to where we need to go and uh, support everybody along the journey as a community, as a klal, as an am, as a people. So thank you very much for listening. Um, you can reach me with any questions uh, at uh, either at Svi Zucker on Twitter, where uh, I'll, I'll get to those, um, or, uh, or at svizucker at gmail.com. Um, and uh, I'd be real happy to talk about uh, anything I've just mentioned or to say hello and uh, to be somebody you can say hello to in a time where there are very few people to say hello. So uh, with that, I'll sign out. Please stay sane. Please stay safe. Please stay indoors. And please, please be careful. Please be careful out there. Chag kasher v'sameach, v'freilich in Pesach, 
May we all go from Shibud Lagula, from servitude to redemption in all ways. Uh, as we always sign out, be well and be blessed.